0: wherever whenever now from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be
2: here's Sean Kelly the Pelicans are going to the playoffs everybody how about that news to start our Thursday the black and blue report is yours here this morning from Studio B at Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly, glad to be with you and uh, certainly happy about the way things turned out at the Smoothie King Center last night. The Pelicans make the return to the NBA postseason for the first time since 2011. Uh, Couldn't happen to a better bunch of guys. A great job by Monty Williams and his staff. And Anthony Davis um, shined as the franchise player and led uh, an across-the-board team effort to a win last night over the San Antonio Spurs. Unbelievable. Um, San Antonio had won 11 straight, (laughs) 21 of their last 24. And like something out of a movie, the Pelicans had to beat the defending world champs in the last game of the regular season to make the playoffs. The student had to beat the teacher uh, with regard to uh, Monty Williams and Greg Popovich. And um, after blasting out of the gate, 34-19 at the end of the first quarter. The Pelicans go on to win last night, 108-103. It'll set up a Saturday afternoon battle with the top-seeded Golden State Warriors. So congratulations, uh, and uh, we're going to celebrate today a little bit on the Black and Blue Report. Glad you're with us on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Daniel Salerson's with me today here in Studio B. He's going to talk a little NFL uh, a bit later after we celebrate the Pelicans' win. Daniel will take us back into our NFL Draft Preview Series and today, we'll get the uh, skinny on the Chicago Bears, who will select at number seven. Uh, to help us do that, uh, Mark Potash from the Chicago Sun-Times is our guest today on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, and then prior to that, in uh, segment three, I guess it is, uh, T-Bob Bear makes his Black and Blue Report debut today. Wait till you hear the analogy he makes about uh, Pelican Spurs from last night. We'll get to learn a little bit more about the uh, co-host, of double coverage on 3WLAM, W uh, L you know, he does that alongside Christian Garrick. And so they're gaining traction with their show, and uh, they bring a different spin. Just kind of like this podcast does, they kind of have uh, started to fill another niche, and I think that's only healthy for our market, uh, to say the least. 18,524 last night, most of them in red, uh, and most at full throat from the opening tip, uh, enjoyed the 45th win of the season for the New Orleans Pelicans. Um and before we take a break and bring in Monty Williams and Anthony Davis from last night, I thought we'd take a, a look back at uh, some of the highlights from last night's win. Canobly, in a pick and pop, turn it over, stolen by Davis, and he hammers it home with the right hand, you heard me. Woo-hoo. Punch out, that's the punch out. 10 for Davis, great nine defense. point lead for New Orleans with five. And four, Holiday, top of the arc, behind the back dribble, turns the right foul out instead and shoots for two and beat the buzzer. Shoot. Holiday beats the buzzer and the Pelicans will take a double-digit lead out of the first quarter here in this finale. Hondexter throws it in off the near sideline to Davis, who has 12 points and four rebounds upon his return. Pull around the Davis screen, shoots a runner off the foul line and drops it in and looked perfect. Eight for Norris, Cole to lead all bench scores. A minute and a half left in the first half. I think Parker crossover dribble, pull up. Nope, he lost the handle. It squirts right out of his hands, caught by Cole. Threads a bounce pass ahead to Pondexter, lays it in on the break, and is fouled by Kawhi Leonard. Off the left sideline, Pondixer throws it into Holiday, backs up with the dribble toward the center jump circle. Drives around the Oshik screen. Bounce past the rolling Oshik. Catches and dunks with two hands. That's how you do it, big fella. 73-59. To Gordon, left foul on extended. Over the top of the key off the bounce, Gordon hands it to Cole. Cole repeats Gordon up top for three. Bang! Gordon drills the Pelicans fourth three of the game. And it's 82 to 65 Pelicans. Evans hesitation, dribbled down the right side of the lane, lays it up and in. Timeout. San Antonio a 20, a 20 here with 608 to play. New Orleans leading by nine. 309 to play. Davis crossover, dribble, pull up jumper halfway down the lane. Oh, that swish is sweet. Davis with 27. Gives the Pelicans an 11 point lead with three minutes to play.
4: That's the present raising up in the face
2: of the pass saying, look here, I'll take that medal, big fella. San Antonio inbounds to Mills. Racing to the other end, to the rack. Layup, good, at the buzzer. The Pelicans win it. 108-103. New Orleans, welcome back to the NBA postseason. The Pelicans reach 45 wins. And we'll get set to take on the Golden State Warriors in round one this weekend in Oakland, California. What a journey and what a finish for the Pelicans. So there you have it. Pelicans advance the postseason, eliminating the thunder in the process and, uh, and maybe uh, turning a few heads. There was a, a good number of folks locally and nationally that were ready to leave the Pelicans for, for dead several weeks ago. Uh, And they kept chipping away at it. Uh, I'm going to tell you the story about the Rock at some point here during this playoff stretch. And I may begin that conversation with Coach Williams tonight. There is a theme uh, that the basketball team has used all season long uh, with regards to pounding the Rock. So I may go into greater detail about that as we uh, start to journey ourselves into the series with the Golden State Warriors. Let's take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we'll hear from head coach Monty Williams and Anthony Davis, too, following an emotional win last night.
6: At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie made with almond milk, some Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose.
3: This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
2: Anthony Davis had 31 points, 13 rebounds, three blocked shots, and two steals, and leading the Pelicans to the win last night. He visited with uh, Fox Sports New Orleans' Jennifer Hale, immediately following the game as the streamers were coming down from the rafters at the Smoothie King Center.
3: The coach just told us to come out with a lot of energy. This is what we did in the first half. And- it's a the game of runs. They came out and made runs, and we knew that we had to sustain their run and make a run ourselves, and that's what we did. And everybody stepped up and played well tonight.
6: You were hugging Coach Monty Williams. What were you two sharing, if you don't mind me asking?
3: I love him, man. I love him. You know, he, he he's done a lot for this team. You know, he takes a lot of criticism, you know, and he, he deals with it. You know, and, you know, he envisioned that we were gonna make the play, he told us, you know, like three weeks ago, we were three games down, and everybody counted us out. He said, I've been around too long, anything could happen. And we came here tonight and just got it done. Because the first team, great coach, great players, Hall of Famers, and you know, we just put everything on the line. You know, we wasn't banking on OKC losing or anything like that. We said, we got to go take this game, and we did that tonight.
4: What do you credit with being able to hold
2: up against that run they made in the third quarter and pull this one out?
3: We just stayed together. I mean We've been in tough situations all, all year. We didn't play tough games all year, and... We just knew what we had to do. We knew they were gonna make a run. They've been in position plenty of times. Five championships between you know, some of the players and you know, we just had to make sure that we stay focused, stay locked in, you know, stay mentally strong. You know, before we started, we said we had to have mental toughness. We know that things probably, think probably wasn't gonna go our way, and we just came out on a tough start and that really gave us the lead and gave us the, 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 the juice to keep going.
2: You personally went up over the 500 block mark tonight do you feel a little bit like the torch has been passed to you in this league carrying the pelicans into their first playoff berth in four years as well
3: i'm not even worried about any of that right now i worry about these guys that's right here all these guys over here help me through everything you know when i was down you know when i'm up they right here by my side as you can see Noah's calling my name this, this is what it's all about just having fun sharing it with your teammates and uh, I just love these guys. We, we worked, we worked on, we worked ourselves up all year. The past three years, I've been here, and they finally
2: been on. Well, after some wait, we finally got to talk to head coach Monty Williams last night. After uh, acknowledging the fans participating in the fantastic finale presented by Smoothie King, after the win, and then after spending a moment, a special one, in the locker room with the players that you can see on NewOrleansPelicans or excuse me on Pelicans.com, uh, we finally got a chance to uh, chat with. Monty Williams last night on the Pelicans radio network.
4: A long time coming, a lot of work. Um, the game was phenomenal. It's what I expected. Um, I didn't expect us to have that kind of offensive output in the first quarter, uh, but we had so many guys knocking down shots. Our bench was great. And then, you know, <laughs> like we always, all of us thought they were going to make a run, and they started making shots, and, and we started getting out of uh, character a little bit, but we weathered that storm, and Um, It it was such a great environment for all of our guys to be in uh, to be able to get to where we wanted to go and go through the Spurs last game of the season. Uh, It's what you want to be a part of um, if you're a spectator. When you're a coach, (laughs) you're you're sweating a little bit and uh, wanting your guys to trust the system and we did that. And uh, I like the fact that we went to AD down the stretch and he came through on both ends of the floor. Uh, Shooting the ball, Uh, the block shot he had on Boris was phenomenal. Uh, Free throws, and um, it was just a great moment. I'm glad that we had a a packed house, and our fans uh, gave us great energy tonight. And I can't thank God enough for the opportunity to to coach and be in uh, situations and moments like this. Uh, I'm a very blessed man to do what I do, and uh, I'm so thankful that uh, he gives me strength to do it.
2: COACH, YOU WERE FORTUNATE TO TAKE YOUR FIRST TEAM TO THE NBA PLAYOFFS, BUT WITH THIS AND THE CHARACTERISTICS OF THIS CAMPAIGN, IS TONIGHT THE BIGGEST WIN OF YOUR HEAD COACHING CAREER?
4: Uh, COULD BE, JUST BECAUSE OF THE CIRCUMSTANCES. Um, YOU KNOW, WE WERE A MONTH AND A HALF AGO, NOBODY THOUGHT WE'D BE IN THIS POSITION, AND WE JUST SAID WE'RE GOING TO TAKE IT ONE GAME AT A TIME, AND uh, SO MANY PEOPLE COUNTED US OUT, uh, MATHEMATICALLY, and ALL KINDS OF STUFF, AND uh, WE GOT HERE. and had to go through the Spurs, the defending champs. And uh, they gave us everything that they had tonight, and, and we won the game. So it very well could be. It's hard to say. Man, my emotions are all over the place right now. Uh, I'm just glad we got the win. I'm glad that my family was there to enjoy it. I'm glad our players, uh, Eric, Tyreek, and AD, Jeff, uh, those guys got a chance to come on over to the playoff side now. So there, there's so many things that happened tonight that I'm really proud of.
2: With regard to those guys, you had been concerned about their lack of experience in a situation like this. The start of the game seemed to answer that they were ready for the moment.
4: Yeah, that, you know, we, we typically, um, we have a great crowd and we make some energy plays. We typically have those kinds of uh, bursts offensively. But I, I like the defense. I think we held them to 19 in the first quarter. Um, so our defense helped our offense. AND um, our, OUR GUYS UNDERSTOOD uh, WHERE WE WERE, AND THEY HEARD EVERYTHING THAT WAS SAID ABOUT THEM. Um, we, WE HAVE A LOT OF PRIDEFUL GUYS, AND, and you know, they, THEY FEEL LIKE THEY'RE BIG TIME PLAYERS AS WELL. WE HAVEN'T DONE ANYTHING YET, BUT uh, WE'RE ADDING TO THE, the RESUME, AND um, IT TAKES GAMES LIKE THIS TO BUILD EXPERIENCE. HOW DOES ONE APPRECIATE
2: THE PLAY THAT ANTHONY DAVIS
4: GAVE YOU TONIGHT? WELL, YOU KNOW, the, HE'S A BIG TIME PLAYER. HE'S A SPECIAL PLAYER. Um, you know, ONE THING ABOUT A.D., is you know he's one of the few guys that you know you hear the hype about him but he backs it up and not many young guys can do that and uh, he has a lot of pressure on him to step up but i thought the guys around him were really good tonight and that helped him a ton Uh, the defense got better when drew came in the game eric hits a huge shot in our pick and roll set but ad is just he's an amazing player and you don't YOU KNOW, USE THAT TERM LOOSELY, BUT FOR HIM TO BE 22 YEARS OLD AND uh, PLAY THE WAY THAT HE PLAYS AND, and ACCEPT THE CHALLENGE, uh, YOU KNOW, HE WENT AGAINST TIM DUNCAN MOST OF THE NIGHT. AND um, HE JUST, HE, he DOMINATED uh, THIS GAME. AND HE PUT HIS IMPRINT ON uh, THE NBA TONIGHT.
2: COACH, AFTER YOU ENJOY THIS VICTORY AND THIS SEASON, uh, HOW NOW WILL YOU GET YOUR TEAM READY LOGISTICALLY to perhaps begin as early as Saturday afternoon out in Oakland?
4: Well, they, they deserve a night to uh, enjoy this. The coaches and I, are <laughs> we're already starting on Golden State, so um, we, we're going to get out of town probably tomorrow uh, so we can go hear everything about Golden State and get away from the distractions that may present themselves here at home. But they deserve to enjoy themselves tonight. The coaches and I are going to get right to it. Uh, we got a long night ahead of us. But this is what you want. This is the time of the year where you want to work. And um, it's a special time. And you know, I can't say enough about Pop, Uh, what a classy act for him after the game to come down and congratulate all of our guys. He's won five championships, probably the best coach of all time. And um, I think he gave our guys a lot of confidence by what he did at the end of the game. Congratulations. Thank you. And so with the wind to last night, the Pelicans will travel today
2: uh, with about a 5 p.m. Central flight out of New Orleans, heading for the uh, Bay Area, Get set for a Saturday afternoon game one against the Golden State Warriors. And uh, with that, tonight at 8 Central on WWL-FM, we will have a, a special edition of the Monty Williams Radio Show. I'll touch more on that before we get done today here on the Black and Blue Report Thursday edition. Time out when we come back. Buckle up, T-Bob Air Bear makes his first appearance here on the podcast.
0: pelicans fans be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game quest for the coast presented by chevron help pierre the pelican save the coast in this infinite flying adventure save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises this fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the audubon nature institute quest for the coast presented by chevron available only on the pelicans app Download it today
2: Racing fans, you won't want to miss the Professional Drag Racers Association Cajun Nationals Pro Mod at Thunder Road Raceway Park in Gilliam, Louisiana, just outside of Shreveport. This exciting event runs April 30th through May 2nd. For more information, visit www.racetrp.com. And while in town, enjoy great gaming action, shopping, food, and nightlife. For additional things to see and do, visit shreveport-bosier.org or call 888-45-VISITS.
0: We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report.
2: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I can't believe it's taken us this long to have T-Bob A-Bear on. But, um, well, we finally did it, and the timing couldn't be much better. As uh, the co-host of Double Coverage on 3WL and uh, contributor to the Angela Hill Show on uh, yeah. WWL uh, <laughs> AM and FM, Uh, joins us for the first time ever on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I think the timing's pretty good, T. Bob, Uh, not to insult your objectivity, but you might be one of the top uh, Pelicans fans in the city of New Orleans, and that's been all season long.
1: Yeah, man, it's one of those things where I think at the beginning of this year, because last year I didn't do a good job of this. I kind of talked to the game. Like, I would try to talk about the Pelicans, but I didn't really commit. Like, I didn't go well on a watch. So At the beginning of this season – It was just one of those deals where I told myself, I was like, look, you host a local morning radio show. You have an NBA team here in your backyard. How are you not going to give this team the attention they deserve? So I started watching. I started making sure I'm watching every game. I'm uh, going to as many games as I can. And I really committed to learning about this team. And uh, and, and, I obviously hopped on the bandwagon at the right time. Because it's been a hell of a year, man, and they've come so far, and they fought. And it's funny that you speak about being objective, because I wholly admit it. Like, I was like, you know what, I've, I've been in fan the past couple of days. Straight up, delusional optimism, right? Just just keeping on the positive. I mean, when I knew I was truly enter- entering just straight fandom territory was when I caught myself complaining uh, last night about how surely – the refs were trying to cheat that second half because the nba wanted the thunder to go to the playoffs. surely that's what was going on
2: well that just that's just a sign that you're healthy i think more than anything else <laughs> did, speaking of healthy did i hear right that that you said you'd shave off your um yes. well um how do, should i say uh, well accumulated beard if the pelicans had lost last night
1: Yeah, so how it went down, man, it's a pretty cool story. So I'm sitting there doing the show. This is the day of the Warriors game, and people are down on the team, right? I got texts rolling in. They're all making fun of me, like, oh, why are we still talking about the Pelicans? They're not going to do anything, blah, blah, blah. And then one text, finally was like, hey, why don't you put your money uh, where your mouth is? I guess your beard where your mouth is. And he ends up laying out a bet where if the Pelicans make the playoffs, he would buy a 12-game season ticket package. And if they don't make it, then I would have to shave my beard. And, look, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but I have not been beardless in five years now. My wife – this is, I did not make this up. My wife had one nightmare before our wedding, one recurring nightmare, and it was that I showed up to our wedding with a shaved face. So I had a lot on the line. I mean, the second I told her about the bet, she uh, – she just, and I'm going to take the curse words out of it, but her first response was, Are you kidding me? You're an idiot. Straight up. It, 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 she was not happy with me. So I had a lot of lies. I was struggling. This is my identity, but believe it. Believe it. And it came through, man. It came through. And it's funny because I was doing a lot of, uh, I was doing a lot of, <laughs> so you're like, I want to know, close. Uh, I I went over on Baton Rouge to my boys, and and I kept in the same question, like, do you really think the Pelicans can win? And I was like, look, I get it. I get why it's unrealistic. The Spurs are insanely hiring. I mean, as hot as hot could be, but the Pelicans had a habit this year of upsetting hot teams at home. I mean, you look at they broke the Hawks' 19-game winning streak. They just beat the Warriors when they were on fire. They have winning records against uh, good teams. I mean, they battled in what is the toughest division in NBA history. Sean, think about it. Five teams, all five teams in the playoffs, and all five teams well above 500. So there were like – oh, sorry, I dropped my mic. There were like – there were moments there that led you to believe that there was a chance. And then you saw it, man. The crowd was there. The players fed off the interview. And and I just – can't compliment the job that Monty Williams did last night enough with all that pressure. I thought he handled it wonderfully coached a hell of a game against his old teacher, his old mentor. And, uh, and for someone who's dealt with a ton of talk about his job, he, 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 rose to the occasion. So you just great win for coach Williams and the entire Pelican team.
2: No doubt about that. And, um, as a, as a talk show host here in the market, um, Speaking with fans almost on a daily basis, uh, in your estimation, T-Bob, what does this playoff appearance by the Pelicans mean to this city, and what does this do to the Pelicans' place in the city's landscape, if you will? Well, I think it's huge, man.
1: And uh, how about this, Sean? Think about how we were – remember we were back at the Greenbrier. It's like if I would have told you then, if I would have tried to make a bet with you that the Saints would miss the playoffs and have a losing record and the Pelicans would make the playoffs and have a winning record, I'm pretty sure I could have gotten really good odds from anybody in that group. So I think the Pelicans are actually almost helped by the Saints' struggles because, I mean, the only postseason team here in town is basketball. It's the Orange Pelicans. And then as far as the fan interest, I mean, it, it's been gaining throughout the year. And there is this prevailing theory that, you know, this is a one-sport town. And that people only care about football. And I kind of dispute that theory. My deal was, I think people want consistent, intelligent basketball talk. Because we were guilty of this on double coverage as well. We would throw the Pelicans in there kind of randomly. You know, you need to say, okay, well, let's talk about them for a second. And you didn't establish any sort of storylines. You didn't establish the states. If people don't know the setting then how are they supposed to care what you're talking about?
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so we tried to push and do that and push and do that and keep people updated and the response got better and better and better. But getting to the playoffs is so key because, unfortunately, in today's society, we really do devalue the regular season. We really do. And if they had not made it last night, a ton of people would have recognized that it's still a very good season. It absolutely is. But there would have been a lot of people – who just wouldn't even take them time to look at stats or think about anything. There's that. oh, they missed the playoffs. They suck. So, I mean, I'm very glad they made the playoffs. And I think it's huge for this fan base. But my message to people would be don't devalue the regular season. And don't tell me that every game matters. We saw, with how this season ended, in a tie, with the Pelicans ended up having a tiebreaker because Anthony Davis' lone three-porter of the entire year that shows you right there how much the regular season matters. So I know it's 82 games, but every single one could potentially have huge ramifications. And this year should really, you know, I think that it should just stand out to everyone.
2: Yeah, lesson and, learned. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't devalue the regular season. But now I'm just excited, Sean. I know you are too. To see some uh, postseason basketball,
2: man. Yeah, it's been it's been um, it's been too long coming, and, I'm, and I, it's it's fantastic to say the least. Um, T. Bob Bear with us here on the Black and Blue Report. I want to know more about your story, um, T. Bob. You know, I, I I've met you a couple seasons ago on the football beat there, and yeah. your role has grown, and um, certainly I I I didn't follow LSU, um, I guess, closely when you were playing there. Uh, so yeah. how does how does an LSU lineman uh, end up now as kind of a um, a core member of the the New Orleans sports media crew? <laughs> it's well, it seems it, yeah. it seems not not unlikely, just quick and and remarkable. No, it definitely
1: happened quick, man. Look, let's just get this on the table immediately. I am one hundred and ten percent a beneficiary. Of nepotism, right? I mean, like just the fact of who my father is, the success he's had in this city, the connections he's made. I think it led people to be willing to take a chance to I me. Mean, like I have no, I hold no illusions that the opportunities I've been given would not exist without him. You know and what, what he's done.
2: You know what uh, Joe Buck calls that, don't you? No, uh-huh. he says that uh, he and now you are, you guys are members of the lucky sperm club.
1: Yes, exactly. There you go. No, I think that's that's the best way to put it. It Look, like I just got a lucky, genetic roll of the dice, right? Yes. And now my deal is, it's like you know, I got so lucky to get this opportunity. I don't want to squander it. Now that somebody's allowed me to do something that I really like in radio, which is crazy, because I never thought I'd have a job that I like Now that somebody's allowed me to, I just want to make the most of it, and I just want to have fun, man, and. And that's kind of my deal. It's like I don't know. I, I see the show and everything, while I, I try to hit you with analysis. And I'll try to give stats. I just want to be entertaining, man. I just want to have fun. I want everybody to have fun, with they're on their way to work. And as far as working my way over for Baton Rouge, I mean, basketball was my favorite sport growing up. It really was. And then once I got to high school, I was like, oh wait, I'm not actually like basketball tall at all. And I'm not exactly. I don't exactly have the guard body type. So I ended up quitting basketball. I got players to play in football. But it's weird because during college, Sean, I actually like paid very little attention to sports. Like they were very much on the fringe. And I think it's probably because, you know, you're watching so much film and you're practicing 24-7. Then when I did have free time, I'd like play video games or do other things. And then, so eventually I get out of college. I'm trying to make the Rams in St. Louis. Got close right there at the end, get cut. And... I'm just sitting at home one day and I'm like, Oh my God, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do like i don't I don't know anything like all my I have a general studies degree, and all I know is football, and I got really lucky um when I was at l s u because we were so good and because I think they trusted me not to say anything inflammatory, I got through a lot of interviews, so I realized I really liked the sports media scene, and uh I met a lot of people during through that. And so I just called up somebody I knew, Derek Panamsky over there, Wonderful Five ESPN. Said, "Hey man, I'm looking to do some," and uh, they gave me a shot. Started doing Mondays and Thursday nights, and did that for about a year, and then uh, a year or, two, or a little bit over that. And then I got really lucky, man. And WWL called me and wanted to do a morning show. And uh, now, like I said, I'm just trying to make the most of it. That's what's been so nice for me on a personal level this year is the Pelicans have helped me to rediscover my love of basketball. And because I think I was a little intimidated because I felt like I had like grown ignorant over the years and I had, and I still am. I mean, next year, my goal, because right now I know a lot about the Pelicans next year. My goal is to expand more into league wide as a whole. Like how can I keep up with relevant storylines on all the team for more intelligent talk, but it's just been fun, man. And now, getting playoff basketball. And the manner in which they did it, overcoming the Spurs, kind of like your arch enemy, the Angels ones. I mean, the Spurs are like the movie bad guys. They're like the White Walkers of Game of Thrones. So, (laughs) they do it in the fashion they did. It's just special. And last night, tonight, dude, I don't think I'll ever forget.
2: Well, I think that you're nailing the entertainment niche, and your mix of pop culture and sports is serving you well. And I'm I'm certainly glad we finally got you on here, T-Bob.
1: Hell yeah, man. I'm excited, dude. I'm loving it. It's so funny, dude. If you, look at, uh, if you look at Tim Duncan, he is Anakin Skywalker. Think like episodes one through six. That's what I was talking about the other day because he comes into the league and he's with the good guy, right? The Admiral, David Robinson. Everybody loves David Robinson. He's basically like Obi-Wan. And at that point, everybody thinks Popovich is a good guy. Because the Spurs, they weren't like, nobody was used to them just winning 24-7. And so Popovich, at that point, he's like the emperor in hiding. He's still the chancellor. And then eventually, Obi-Wan's forced out. And that's when Pop gets to basically tell Duncan, come to the dark sides. And before you know it, it's the robotic Darth Vader, a.k.a. the big fundamental, and the evil emperor Greg Popovich, just running the NBA for, who knows what is it, 17 years in a row they've made the playoffs? It's crazy.
2: Yeah. Um, so what does that make Anthony Davis? See,
1: okay. So this is what I'm trying to decide. Anthony Davis would play the role of Luke Skywalker. Unfortunately, I don't know if, uh, he's actually Kentucky son, but in this, in this play, Davis is 110% Skywalker. I just wish that we had evidence of David Robinson training Anthony Davis and we could find some evidence of that it would truly fit perfectly. But but I mean the last night you had a kind of passing of not a passing of the torch right I mean look the Pelicans have a long way to go but just watching Davis versus Duncan at the end of the game I mean Sean how about that one play where Davis crosses up Duncan and hits him with the step back jumper
2: Oh yeah when oh, the yeah. game
1: like when they needed it too late in the game that was such a statement shot I thought and uh, you and Tim Duncan you have one of the greatest players of all time. And in Anthony Davis, you have someone who seems like they're uh, on that path to become one of the greatest players of all time.
2: I will never view this matchup ever the same way, and I couldn't imagine that we would have gotten to this <laughs> analogy today as a child of the 70s and 80s. I have Empire <laughs> Dude, Strikes I'm Back you, uh, images, and inserting faces onto bodies from the movie now is um, is going to make my day. T-Bob I mean, can you not?
1: Can you not see Popovich in, like, the Emperor's Cowl?
2: Um, I, I can see I it in that wooden cowl,
1: and then you, have, you take off Darth Vader's mask, and there's Duncan's, like, emotionless face.
2: Oh, oh, I love it. This is, this is classic. Um, I will have you on again, and perhaps uh, I can have our guys here come up with some kind of a video mashup overdubbing of the voices of the characters wow. you're talking about. With, oh, my God. Yeah, uh, oh, we'll oh work my on God. it. I got to run, T. Bob. Um, I right, appreciate bro. you uh, being on with us today, and uh, we'll look forward to more from you and Christian on double coverage.
1: Hell yeah, Sean! Let me know, man. Whenever, okay.
2: T. Bob, bear with man. us on the Black and Blue Report. We'll be right back.
0: I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street, asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery.
3: I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends.
0: I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir. I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot, $40
1: million. Must be at least $21 to purchase.
0: welcome back to the black and blue report here's daniel sellerson
6: welcome back it's time now to continue our nfl draft series we are up to the chicago bears at pick number seven and i welcome in mark podash from the chicago sun times to help us get to know the bears draft plans a little better mark hope all is well in the windy city
5: uh, it's been a great off season uh here in chicago uh, with the bears with the coaching change gm change so there's a lot of excitement uh about the Bears and a potential, you know,
6: sudden improvement uh, in 2015. I'm glad you uh, you mentioned that to start off. We know Bears GM Ryan Pace very well down here in New Orleans. How would you rate his first offseason with the team so far?
1: Well, it's always hard to
5: tell when you've never, you've never made a pick and you don't know anything about the free agency sign. The free agency signed. But I'll tell you this. Uh, I've been following the Bears for a long time, covering them for a long time, and I'm just getting a really good feeling about Ryan Pace being that kind of guy who can, if he's not a great GM now, can really develop into a really good uh, general manager. I just like his manner. I like the way he uh, he just seems to handle himself and be kind of in charge uh, of, uh, of kind of what he's doing. So I think he's been very impressive. You never know. Anybody's capable of making a bad pick, he's got to make a great pick at number seven or do something with that pick right off the bat. So he's got a lot of pressure on him. But on the other hand, from what we've seen so far, the way he's handled this position, he really seems like he could develop into a really take-charge, first-rate general manager in the NFL like a lot of people think it's why the Bears got him.
6: Mark, we've talked to writers from the first six picks, and it seems like uh, where Marcus Mariota goes could determine how the rest of the first round goes as far as the top ten is concerned. The Bears do, of course, have Jake Cutler. But if for some odd reason Mariota falls into their lap, do the Bears go ahead and take him?
4: Well, this is
5: the the uh, the, the big issue with uh, kind of playing a, a GM in a, in a pre-draft situation is we really have no idea what they really think of a guy like Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. um, and nobody does. They wouldn't tell. I mean, they're, they're, it's not in their interest to let anybody know what they really think. So it's actually it's pure conjecture. My guess is if Mariota is available at number seven, they will do everything they can to trade that pick and and build up more picks. The Bears need a lot of help. Uh, especially on defense, the more picks, the better. I think they, you know, they're they're not. I wouldn't say stuck with Jay Cutler, but they have Jay Cutler, and unless they see Marcus Mariota as you know their next Tom Brady or or whatever, which I don't think they do. I think their best plan, and I think they think their best plan is to try and parlay that pick, uh, knowing that others will be interested in it, into more picks uh, later in the in the in the first round or early in the
6: second. Do they take a QB at some point in this draft, no matter what?
5: Well, Ryan Pace uh is uh is an admirer of, of the Packers, so we know that, and, and Ted Thompson and, and he has always felt like like Ron Wolfe, you always take quarterback, even when they had Brett Favre the the Packers always did. So, you know, he's going in thinking that if he can get a quarterback he will. This year it's a little bit iffy because they need so much more help, um that uh that they're probably the it's it's less likely I guess, but it would not be surprising to see them take a quarterback sometime in the draft uh, because they're definitely keeping their eye open for their quarterback of the future. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they can. I think they can win with Jake Cutler if they, if they manage him correctly. But on the other hand, I think at this point they know that he's not their quarterback of the future. So they're definitely looking for somebody who can kind of fill that spot. But uh, you don't normally find that in the fourth to sixth round of the draft. And uh, so that's why I say it's not likely to happen this year.
6: The loss of Brandon Marshall certainly a big one for the Bears. They target a wide receiver with their first pick.
5: Well, there's no doubt uh, that's what a lot of mock drafts have. I mean, that's that makes the most sense. That's logical. That uh, the the draft is is uh, deep in receivers, but also especially good at the top with Kevin White from West Virginia, Marty Cooper with Alabama. Um, uh, Cooper seems like the the I think the, the the probably the wide receiver they would most like to have. Just based on reports, I haven't seen a lot of them, but his his scouting report is that he is an NFL-ready route runner. And when you have a quarterback like Jake Cutler, who does not suffer fools gladly, uh, like with you know guys who are learning it, like, De- like Devin Hester uh you need a guy who could run NFL routes because if he can't it's gonna be a real difficult transition because Jay Cutler just you know, he just uh, puts you on the pain no mind list if you can't run do your job correctly. And it'll be uh, uh, so I it behooves the Bears if they do go wide receiver to take the best NFL ready uh receiver, especially with regard to route running. So I feel like Cooper, you know, he might not be there. He might be there I guess it depends on what the Raiders do um but i think he would be the one they want uh i'm sure kevin white would be a good plan b but again we really don't know how much they value that pick at that that position because you know we just don't know how much you know the the draft is deep in the positions the Bears need a, a defense you know 3 4 linebacker you know an edge rushing linebacker uh uh defensive tackles and wide receivers and we don't know if they think Hey, maybe we can get a wide receiver, a really good wide receiver, down the road later in the draft. So that's why I'm saying it. so it's completely guesswork right now. But I, you know they need help on offense in one spot at wide receiver mostly, and, and that would definitely be an opportunity at seven to get value based on what everybody's saying. Uh, you know, with that, with that pick.
6: You mentioned a couple positions there on defense for the Bears. Um, are those the main ones that the Bears will look for as far as filling in the draft, or is there a couple more too?
5: Well, there's. It's mostly. It's kind of. That's been. Uh, you know, with the, with the with the switch to the three four, they definitely need uh, kind of a nose tackle type who uh, you know uh, to play inside. They need a, an edge rusher. They now they have a lot of candidates, so that you know that might not be a number seven pick. Um, so and then safety, I guess, is their other their other big need. Uh, those, those are really their their main, I guess, defensive needs at this point. And um, and again, it's an interesting situation because there are so many good edge rushers in this draft. I, you know, they you know they would love to get Dante Fowler, I'm sure, but he, he he's done so well in the off season that it's unlikely he's going to be available. But also, the Bears have signed you know they signed Pernell McDee, who I think has a lot of potential as a real star outside you know pass rushing uh, linebacker, and uh, and they have so much, you know they have other other candidates. Who they kind of inherited that can also play that role, including Jared Allen. Nobody knows where he's going to play. Um, but the point is, they have enough people there that I think they might probably look elsewhere. But again, we just don't know if they're if they're in love with uh, you know some of these guys. You know Shane Ray and you know Fowler probably won't be there. But Randy Gregory is another guy. I mean, it's just uh, you pick Beasley is a kind of a wild card. I mean, if they are in love with those guys and think he's the guy, then it wouldn't surprise me, even though they addressed it in free agency, if they go that route even in the draft.
6: Lots of uncertainty picks one through seven, and uh, it's very exciting leading up to the draft in a few weeks. That's Mark Potash from the Chicago Sun-Times as the Bears will pick number seven in this year's draft. Mark, thank you so much for your time this morning and your insight.
5: Okay, yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you sometime down the
6: road. Absolutely. Sean will be back in just a few moments. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
0: The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans. As all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA, 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale. So make sure to get your seats now and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-POOP or visiting pelicans.com today. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report.
2: Time for us to wrap up the Black and Blue Report. We've got to produce the Monty Williams show now, and uh, we'll visit with Coach tonight at 8 Central on WWL-FM. Uh, Daniel Salerson will also be taking a look back at a pretty phenomenal year that ends at 45-37. and 37. Ends only in the sense that it now continues into the postseason. With a uh, preview of the Golden State Warriors series, we'll – Visit with Coach Williams tonight. Uh, as a matter of fact, by the time you hear the show, the Pelicans will be in San Francisco where they stay uh, before playing in Oakland on Saturday against the Golden State Warriors. Game one is on a, su- a Saturday afternoon. Game two is on Monday night at Oracle Arena. And then we uh, come back. Was that a 9.30 start central time? Holy cow. Okay. Uh, and then we come home and we'll play Thursday and Saturday at the Smoothie King Center. Keep an eye on Pelicans.com and, of course, the Pelicans' Twitter account for the latest on ticket information, start times, all things playoffs, and, of course, we'll keep you updated as we progress here on the Black and Blue Report as well. Tomorrow, um, we're trying to decide. I, I think that I think that I will host, or at least partially host, uh, from San Francisco tomorrow morning. Daniel Salerson certainly will be alongside as we bring you the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We'll continue our NFL Draft Preview Series tomorrow, and uh, we'll dig deeper into the NBA postseason, too. All these things coming together in a hurry, so you make sure you want to join us each and every weekday, anytime, afternoon, central. We call it No Appointment Radio. It's the Black and Blue Report. Thanks again to Monty Williams, Anthony Davis, uh, T. Bob Abair, and uh, Mark Potash from the Chicago Sun-Times for being a part of our program today. Um, happy playoffs, everybody. <laughs> it is exciting here on campus, and uh, we can't wait to get on the plane and head on out to begin the next phase of this uh, wonderful journey that the Pelicans are making for us in 2014-2015. I'm Sean Kelly, and I'll talk to you from the road next time, right here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.